advise you to get off the streets as quickly as possible. It'll soon be a war up there. And we are, as a people, opposed to secret societies, to secret oaths. I know for a fact. And to secret proceedings. Weapons of mass destruction. I have a dream. I take the threat very seriously. A new world order. Your government thanks you for your participation. You are now listening to the world-famous Sofa King Podcast. Please, read from sheets. I am. I am. Sofa King. Sofa King. Now repeat all very fast, please. I am Sofa King. Faster. I am Sofa King. No, no, not so fast. Lose this meaning. I am Sofa King. You say funny things. Dave's still giggling over here. Oh, that was amazing. Uh, the grit down that you gave over the microphone. I love it. It's like the bully that, that looks for the reaction, you know? Yeah. I'm getting the reaction. It's yeah. fucking great. I knew the timing would be so much better if I waited for it. Uh, I did like Flight of the Navigator stuff too. Like, that's the reference. That was Flight yeah. of the Navigator. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Did you see that your boy from Goonies won the Academy Award? I did, and he uh, he said that uh, Mouth called him right before or something and told him good luck. And who else? Was, someone else was in the audience. Uh, there was a whole oh, uh, Steven Spielberg. Oh, yeah, and so he was like he was like Goonies never say die. I think he said it in his little thank you speech. Shut up. Steven yeah. Spielberg, dude? No, no. Oh. Uh, Data, whatever Data. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I never can say Data's name. Data. He, Hugh Kwan or yeah. something. Like Did you that. watch that movie yet? What is it? No, I still haven't seen like it. like everything, all the time, all at once. I'm I waiting can never for the title. fucking to get behind Showtime's goddamn paywall. Is that so that weird, a- that, that book? It's a book? I don't think it was a book. I think it's no? just a movie. Mm-hmm. I mean, I've heard it's, I mean, it won the fucking best picture. It's awesome. I have one problem with that. There's all kinds of weird shit won best picture, though. No, but I've just heard nothing. It's a really cool movie. It really is. There's just one spot where I'm like, God damn it. But I, I want, like, I want to watch Jason it. Jason, minute. It's like no. I pay for eight million fucking streaming services, and it's on one that I don't pay for, and I don't yeah, feel like. What's it, it on? It's on Showtime. Hmm. <clears throat> yeah, that's like fifteen bucks a month. Yeah, not mm-hmm. not doing it. Yeah, and I could I could rent it, but I very seldom. Like I'm so scatterbrained these days. I very seldom watch a movie in one sitting. I hate that so you have the you, time limit on it like that. It should be yeah. watch it when you want to fucking watch it. Just until you're done watching it, you've got it. Are they afraid that it's not going to be on their platform anymore or something, and they owe it to you? Let's give you a credit. Be like this. One of your titles is no longer on the platform. You didn't yeah. watch it. You Here's your three ninety nine back. Two ninety nine back. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. It fucking Fuck. bugs me though. Because it's like you got to pretty money. much have to watch it the night yeah. you rent it. Yeah, you and rent it. You, and watch if it. you don't finish it, you have to rent it yeah. again. And at that point, I might as well buy it. Yeah, because it costs as much to buy bank. it as it does to fucking rent it twice. So then I just yeah. buy it. Fuck and I'm like, I don't want to buy this movie, and I don't want to rent it. Mm-hmm. So we still have the dilemma of got rid of cable and still can't watch what we want to watch. Right. Still have <laughs> yeah. the dilemma. They still like, fucked us in yeah, totally still, new I already, ways. Yeah. I fucking, yeah. Yeah. It's just, you, you see it coming, you know, <laughs> all over your back. Mm-hmm. And everybody keeps telling me about all these great shows on Apple plus, And I'm like, I don't want another fuck. I got so many. Yeah. And they're, they're expensive. Too. I don't want it's another like, one, you know, fucking expensive. It's like, I'll cancel one and get Apple plus, yeah. but I don't know what. Uh, it's like, I'm not going to cancel Paramount cause I'm a Star Trek nerd. <sighs> 
I'm almost we're almost done with Lost. Oh, are you? Yeah. Watch Lost again. I watched it a long time ago, back when it was first on, you know, when you had to watch the set through the commercials and shit. What season are you on? Six. The six oh, yeah. yeah. Good. So, yeah. yeah, there's so much shit I don't remember. So in many it. Like, great what twists. Fuck, like, like, what is happening? Like, looking at that show as a writer, I, I like the way that they can take a character and completely change everything about him with one flashback is, is pretty remarkable. What are you going on over there? You, you mind your business. Just a weird, weird coincidence. It was just weird. Huh. Yeah. There's, look at the microphones in the room. People yeah. can hear us or something. Oh, Brent's like looking. <laughs> he's all looking around. Wait a minute. There are microphones everywhere. People there can micro- hear us. There are microphones and video cameras in the room, boy. I'm all worried about people listening to yeah. me, and I just fucking subject myself <laughs> to somebody, it every week. Dave, yeah. Dave, somebody could be listening I to can't us. watch what you say. I don't say anything <laughs> about anyone. <laughs> Damn it! He's not survived. Just look at I've been right in the room. I've been like, This is some weird shit going on. He's like, yeah. He's like, somebody just commented on my shit, on something. <laughs> somebody like, just, said that. Like, yeah, just, I just said that. <laughs> so weird. There's these guys that look just like us <laughs> on this on this there's, on the Facebook yeah. feed. There's a live yeah. feed. They look just like us. I, like, they, I feel like they're in the Truman they're talking show. about us. Yeah, I feel like, I feel like I'm in the Truman show. Oh man, that's funny. Yeah, mm. I, don't, so, I, don't like, uh, I don't like the color of this title, man. I'm gonna change it. It's yeah. bothering me. Wow. So I saw. So fly, huh? it's a hard yellow right there, man. Oh, you could take a Facebook updated their Facebook picture today or yesterday, and it's it's just the typical the traditional El Yucateco logo. Right. And for some reason, when I looked at it this time, it reminded me of the oh. Eye of Sauron. No, not a football. No. Okay. And then I was like, how have we not made it into the Ooh, yeah, yeah, you're right. Yet. It would fit perfectly. <laughs> it there. fits perfectly. And the naming and everything. Like the exactly. Eye of, the eye of sauerkraut. It's <laughs> <laughs> just someone we need we need a Teco eye of Sauron. We I don't do. know how to do that. Yeah. I don't even know what the eye of siren is. <laughs> From the Lord <laughs> the of the Rings. You never seen any of them? It's kind of perfect. Pretty good. Giant meatball in Destiny. I don't know. You know the giant meatball? Looks like an anal, like something anal, uh-huh. like anal squid. No, <laughs> <laughs> it's real. Look at me like that. Laugh at me. <laughs> laughing that your description, like I didn't know what the giant meatball was, but the clarification was like an anal squid. <laughs> I'm trying to get the image in your head, like what it could possibly look like. <laughs> No, crystal clear, Brad. Yeah. <laughs> oh, like a giant meatball. Was <laughs> that a cat eye? It's it's oblong. Mm, yeah. Stupid. Anyway, I thought that when I saw it, so thought I'd bring it up because they're delicious and fiery. Mm-hmm. That is true. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I got it in my pocket right now, man. Do you? Mm-hmm. Just so I can sn- in my pocket. So I can just snuff it every once in a while. Just take a little sniff. <laughs> a little sniff, sniff. Yeah, a little sniff. Yeah. I really do do that sometimes. Just bug Scott. He's in the live. You let him in? Yeah, I let them in. Them? Yeah. That's that's a lady, Brad. I La- didn't say him it's a, or It's he. a lady boy. I said, did you let him in? I know. <laughs> <laughs> I know you did. Let me see. That's a him? <clears throat> Wait a minute. You're just going to sniff some techo. Hold on a second. Close. It's trying to get out of there. It is. Pictures. Get back in there. Man, it ain't going back in. What's happening here? There's pressure. I, only one thing to do, man. Oh, wow. Got to get it out of there, man. Suck it. Suck it on, suck on mm-hmm. it. Get the old crest off there. Mm. It's good. 
This Teco Break was brought to you by El Yucateco. I had nothing but whiskey, water, and triple X. I'm definitely going to get a heartburn. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I used that peanut butter yeah. cookie earlier. Yeah. yeah, that whiskey gave me a headache, so. Yeah, Spencer, it's and delicious, I, but I have a headache, too. It didn't but, give me one. Yeah. I've had one the last couple times we've done this. It was a real filibuster. It was. <laughs> a filibuster in my brain. Yeah. And as always, we want to thank our patrons. We always do shout outs at the end of the show. Not always. We typically do shout outs at the end of the episodes. Um, but uh, we always want to thank our patrons up front. Um, you help us uh, stay solvent. You help us mail packages, give out gifts, um, live in the luxury <laughs> lifestyles <laughs> that we've grown accustomed to. I mean, um, it's better than some. It is. Yeah, it's, uh, we love say. it. We love it. And like better I said, more some. more than anything, it's just really cool to have the community. We really do love you guys. It's awesome. If you want to join us, you can go to patreon.com black slash sofa king podcast. Uh, for a dollar, you get the bonus episodes. There's hundreds of them. And then for more money, you can get early episodes if you're tired of waiting around like a fuckface peasant all week for the second episode to drop. And mm-hmm. other bonuses, tchotchkes, mm-hmm. shirts, mm-hmm. and special awards. The love of your you father. More. And the love of your father yeah, for just a dollar. Important. Yeah. It's funny. Um, I started, you know, at, at work at a different place. And I, you know, they're like, oh, what are you doing? Oh, I got to go record tonight. And they're like, record? Like in a band? I'm like, no. Nah. I have a podcast like oh you have a podcast like what are you talking about and i tell them like mm-hmm. what are like conspiracies and you know uh historical events and you know uh biographies you know just pretty much anything like i'm like you can go right. you can go check it out on instagram i don't really feel like explaining it to you <laughs> and then, <laughs> so and then hard. yeah well it makes yeah. them more curious yeah you know? like i really don't care and i'm just like and then they're like oh yeah well you do like for fun and stuff and i'm like yeah i guess like i don't know yeah we just yeah it's just fun yeah mm-hmm. we come in here and do it for fun you know the love of the podcast love of the podcasting you know mm-hmm. so that happened to me in la actually like some lady was asking me something and i had on the Sober king hoodie she's like so what all do you do you have, you have a plant shop or something i was like oh just farmer's market stuff i just sell in the farmer's market and she's like oh that's crazy that's all is that all what do you do i was like oh i do that and i fix computers and i have a podcast and she's like well you have a podcast and she was on it, dude. And she's like, what are you talking about? I was like, I don't know. Biographical serial killers. She's like, oh. and I was like, ugh. Yeah, just start with like, serial killers. That's going to be like, for women. It's a female, women, just yeah. start with serial killers. Yeah. I was like, I guess I should have started there, but I'll just tell you there are no more of those. Like, I don't like doing them. We don't really do them that often, but there are about a hundred of them. Yeah, there's on our plenty website. of them on yeah. there. Yeah. I was like, oh, we've we'll done them all. We'll, yeah. Yeah. we'll get we'll get to some yeah. more. Yeah. He's telling them serial killers and dick jokes. Yeah. It's fucking. I always give the one. I'm always like so cautious. It's like, I don't know this lady. She's very businesslike. You see the Older ladies are the ones too. Yeah. That, you know, the, the yeah, I was like, just a heads up though. I was like, it's real potty mouth. I don't know. She's it's like, real oh. potty mouth. Yeah. She, she was like, oh, I'm a sailor. It's fine. Yeah. I'm a sailor. <laughs> well, oh, she says she's a sailor. She's, yeah. Yeah. She just meant she's a cum guzzler. Yeah. yeah. Swimming. She's probably listening she meant she's now. She's swimming. Yeah. 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 She's a seaman. She's a, yeah. She's a seaman. I doubt she picked Jerry Seinfeld for her first episode. Yeah. Probably. I know, but not. she'll get to it. Though. She'll get to She's going to remember the conversation. But will we get to it? That's the question. Will we? That's the question. I don't know. We might not. We might this not. could be a whole podcast about nothing. Could be about nothing. Could be. Could be about Possibly. something. Wesley Crusher. Yeah, Wesley Snipes. Really? Yeah. Mm. You said Will Wheaton a minute ago. Will mm-hmm. Wheaton. I didn't say Will Wheaton. Yeah, you didn't. No, I didn't. <clears throat> you can rewind it. You said Will Wheaton. <laughs> yeah. Nope. Quaker <laughs> <Yeah>. oatmeal. <laughs> Trickery. <laughs> and as always remember the podbelly podcast network so go to podbelly.com i did not say will wheaton for the record you did you, did. you no. said will wheaton. why would i say that you did say it in reference to what uh, will wheaton yeah i said will we get to it 
No. He said, Will Wheaton to it. <laughs> no, yeah. you heard what you wanted to hear. No, I didn't. You can I find that. You, you can find Star Trek in anything. I can. You're all the next generation of kids. <laughs> it's called Roddenberry bias. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it is. <laughs> it's like a normalcy bias. It's the opposite of a normalcy bias. <clears throat> yeah. Mm. It's Roddenberry leaning. Mm-hmm. Okay. Lean slightly to the well, left. We've got some data to talk about, so let's we get do. to it. We do. Yeah. Make it so. Some data. Yeah. Yeah. This could be the number one episode. <laughs> I like what you're doing. Yeah. yeah. Hmm. I'm not on board. Cue yeah. music. <laughs> <laughs> Look at Brad's looking at you like a Ferengi over there. <laughs> He's not happy about this at all. I think it's fantastic. Yeah. Hmm. I don't know. I don't know what to think about this. He'd rather be at Fisherman's Wharf. Yeah, he would. Yeah. We need to keep moving with this with our current enterprise. I feel like I'm George. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. There's so, some nerds out there just like yeah, and giggling yeah, and grabbing drooling. for their inhalers. Yeah. Um so our topic for their inhalers. <laughs> our topic today. Spit the retainers out. Um we wanted to do a comedian. Um, is he funny though? And the first thought that I think Brent had was to do Richard Pryor. Yeah. And yeah. I said, we already did Richard Pryor. And then yeah. I said, what about George Carlin? And he said, we already did George Carlin. <laughs> I didn't say anything. Yeah. Now I gave, I gave another top. I want to do that topic though. The pole shift. I saw it but too, that's but that's going to be one of those where you got to yeah. really dig for that shit. Yeah. You're going to find like 47 three-minute videos and I was looking, there one is, crazy there man that wrote a book. stuff, though. There, there's stuff yeah. out there. You well, just we know that the... <laughs> we just get to it. We, <laughs> we do know that the, that the poles did shift because like uh, like magnetic north yeah, yeah. and lava flows are indicative yeah. that you can tell that it used to go in different directions. And so yeah, I th- see, the that. thing is, I, I, I thought you wanted to talk specifically about that that classified book no 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 no. yeah there's gonna no. be more on the pulse yeah we'll throw yeah. that on the list we'll, yeah we'll, i want to we'll do that. i i because i find that in, that it's fucking scary it is you know scary. what i mean some of the things you say make my pulse shift yeah, mm. yeah. Uh, dude, that's a lot of people boy yeah. so but we set we were we got down to a couple comedians and uh, we settled on jerry seinfeld because he's one of the most famous comedians on the Earth. first billionaire first bill yeah that's fucking crazy yeah He's yeah, he's, billionaire comedian. Yeah, billionaire. Yeah, just really from one TV. I show. never. I, I guess too though. Like I was too young really to understand. Like I watched. I watched Seinfeld. Like sure because it was on TV or whatever. I haven't seen them all. I've seen a lot. No, of I'm, ne- I'm not claiming to fucking have seen them all. I didn't watch by it until, any it was, means. until it was in syndication. Like yeah, probably I, that's where I was at too. I loved them. I watched them live. Like loved it. Was my favorite show on TV at the time. Probably. Um, and then didn't really watch it in reruns. And then years later when I watch it in reruns, it's like, it's really hit or miss. Yeah. Well, there's like some good, I, there's some re- like right, funny right. episodes. I remember, uh, mm-hmm. I, I think it was Jerry going on a date and they would go to this restaurant and the girl would always set in bad lighting. And so she was like really pretty, <laughs> like a really pretty girl. And then she'd yeah, go to this restaurant really and set and the fucking lighting that just made really her good. look terrible. They had and really his good, dilemma. Just great yeah. bits, great circumstances. Yeah. So it's a good show. So there was some stuff in there like Kramer, the, you know, the Kramer character was Fantastic. good, you know, like, yeah, yeah. it was just, you know, it, you almost like, you almost have like friends like that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like you have the, the frantic George, you have, yeah. you know what I mean? You have the weird <laughs> chick friend, you know, that's always got a problem. Yeah. 
you know, Kramer that's fucking weird out of his mind, you know, right. The right. One that's Brent. Today I was watching uh, the, some clips from it, like a documentary from it. And the, the clip they showed was George, he comes and sits down at the diner. He's like, so my mom caught me. And then, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I was like, like what? He's like, I was alone. And then yeah. it's like, but they like skirt around ever saying it. Yeah. Right. Yeah, like, yeah, you, but you know, know what it up. means. Yeah. 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 It's yeah. Good I was like, that's fucking funny. That one yeah. where he tries to eat, he's trying to mix food and sex. And he has like a fucking hoagie hitting in his like nightstand. And he keeps oh, like I've seen that sneaking one. Sneaking out yeah, from the yeah, sheets yeah, and yeah. taking a bite yeah, of the hoagie yeah. and going back under. Yeah. Oh, the one where Kramer gets obsessed with uh, cooking his food while he's taking a shower yeah, so yeah. he can save time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Apparently, so, every episode is actually based on an actual event that occurred to somebody. To uh, fucking Larry David, I think, or something. It's like a, a lot movie. of it's mostly based on Larry David. Yeah. I think it's yeah. all events that happen to Larry David. Yeah. Hmm. So, um, as a Ute. Uh, he was born in April of 1954, Brooklyn, New York. Um, his father was named Kalman Seinfeld. Um, and apparently he, he was a, he was a very funny guy and he collected jokes, uh, that he heard when he was in world war two. Um, his mother was from, uh, I guess they were both from Syria. Uh, they were Syrian Jews. Um, the and apparently for by all accounts like as a as a young kid he was he became obsessed with comedy when he he remembers being as young as eight years old and like when a stand-up comedian would come on a variety show or or a late night show or whatever he was just like riveted yeah, he said he would sit in front of a 27 inch <clears throat> diagonal zenith tv yeah. and watch comedy and, and he, he said just he didn't movies understand. and he just it was just it just clicked in him. You yeah, know? He said that every word that came out of that man's mouth was funny. He was like, he said, I'm funny sometimes. How is he funny every time? Like, how's he doing that? Right. <laughs> right. Yeah. What what the Joker say to Jerry Seinfeld? Oh God. Did you call man? No. Why uh, so Syrian? Oh, that's worse than what I thought. <laughs> <laughs> that's worse than my guess that's so good what, what do you mean i agree with both of you yeah. <laughs> <laughs> jesus christ because <laughs> the thing is the reason i'm that i especially enjoy it is you were on your phone for a minute and, and so when you said that, I thought you were like setting up some joke you found about Seinfeld. No, uh, uh, so I was no. waiting for something very polished from the <laughs> internet. And then that gem came out. Yeah. So it was, uh, that was yeah. good. Um, yeah. Surprising and disappointing all at the same yeah. time. It's yeah, like, that's, that, the, that's fucking, you know how that's fucking hard, to hard that shit is to do? Hard to I do it all the time. Yeah. 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 You know, credit for it. Yeah. So um, it's different though. It's, it's just disappointing. He was a smart kid. Uh, he got in trouble for being a wise ass all the time in school. Um, and uh, like even in, in one interview that I saw with him, he said that even when he was a kid, he would just like, he, he just had this feeling like he would look at the world and it was like, he would watch what people do all the time. And he would just be like, that's so stupid. <laughs> Like that, why do we do that? Humor, like it was yeah. like from yeah. right away, he was like, he's got, he's got that observation. He sees things about the world that we all do, but he sees how stupid they are or how weird they are, or how routine they are. And that gives you that without that, I don't think you can be a great comedian. It's funny. Cause I, like I was saying a couple episodes ago, whenever I said that about people watching, like I enjoyed people watching so much that like my family at times would be like, you're staring. And I'm like, they're not, they don't, 
looking. They don't know that I'm staring. Right. <laughs> right. I'm watching. I was yeah. like, I'm not staring. I'm watching. I'm trying to figure out what in the hell is the relationship at that table. Like those three dudes are workers. They're on lunch. I can tell. I know that these fucking people are like work associates on lunch right here. I can tell like they're from an office or something. That I think is definitely a mom and a homeschooled kid. They've got matching windbreakers. (laughs) 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 I can tell by the great piece of evidence (laughs) and their New Balance shoes. They both have white New Balance. They're wearing white New Balance shoes and have matching windbreakers. She's clearly in her forties, and he's like eighteen. See, you need to write that down. That's a solid bit. That's the truth. That's like the things that I. That's why it's funny. Yeah, I see that shit, and I'm just watching, and I. You're staring, you're staring. I'm like, I'm not staring. Shut the fuck up. I'm watching. Yeah. I'm only staring if they catch me. If they look at me, I'm looking away. Right. I'm looking away. They saw me glance at that point. I was yeah. like, I'm watching. I just right. like I just yeah, like you can watching. Tell when somebody's been yeah. staring. Yeah, yeah. yeah. When they do the yeah, glance away. Yeah. yeah. You know. And then she go like, What's up? Yeah. What's up? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But what's wrong with you? Yeah. And he would so say sign, something weird. That would he, that would make it if yeah. you say something you have to find the perfect like are, are you gonna finish that? Are you going to eat all that? Yeah, and they're not eating anything. <laughs> Just do that. Yeah. That would be perfect. That would be pretty good. Yeah, they catch you staring, but you going to finish that? <clears throat> yeah. You know what time Sabaros closes? Sabaros? <laughs> yeah. Are you talking about, oh, you're doing the mall. Yeah. The mall. Yeah, okay. Yeah. I'm down to go people watch. Let's Can we film it. that? I'm going to film it. Let's do it. Let's well, enjoy it, bro. Might as well film it while we're Complicating there. something. It's so no. simple and enjoyable. You're in the wrong century, my friend. Yeah. If you're doing something, you have a chance it's to content. generate content. Yeah, it's content, bro. <laughs> someone's, yeah, but the observation determines outcome. Dude, we can have... The act Kevin, of us dude, being observed is going to change our experience. Kevin Brewster dressed up in a plant, right? <laughs> and he's mm. just walking around, and we'll sit at the bench, and he's just a plant, but he's filming us watching people. Yeah. Technically, we're a plant. You know how many people will be watching us watch people? Mm-hmm. A lot. A lot. It's inception. Yeah. And then someone else have a Twitter account just filming the, him the, in the, 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 yeah. in the plant suit Dude. filming us. You got a threefer right there. Yeah, that's right. It's trifecta, yeah. bitch. They have to be in a different suit, though. I'll yeah, take yeah, the day yeah. off one time, and then I'll show up, and I'll be being watched, and you won't know it, that I'm watching you guys watching the guy watching you watching me. Yeah. They can dress up. I got that right. They can dress up in the classic. (laughs) They can dress up in the classic Chinese man like tourist costume, and it's not a Chinese person at all, really. Right. What is that classic man? What does he look like? You know the the slant eyes and the you know the little the little rice hat. Just go to land. That's a classic Chinese tourist. Yeah, in a rice hat. (laughs) Yeah, like Raiden. Yeah. Like you knew exactly what I was talking about. No, right you described it to me. I asked because okay, I was curious. Fine. fine. He's got like a white guillon with torn sleeves and a black belt. <laughs> That's not a tourist. And a rap. Yeah, yeah, that would be no. a tourist. He's got a bow staff. He's, de- he's for sure not Firing from here. lightning yeah. from his fingers. Yeah. Okay, he's got a chef's hat on. <laughs> yeah, that would work too. That's yeah. fine. He's juggling an eggs on a spatula. Yeah, that'd be a Russian tourist. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. With the eggs. Um. So... <laughs> Seinfeld's obsessive comedy. He's already observing the world. He listens to uh, comedy records a lot, and uh, he ends up getting through high school, getting through college, and he he gets a degree in communications and theater. And the whole time he's doing this, he's kind of looking at comedy. Um, he finally um, goes like he does some some college productions as part of his theater, so he acts a little bit, and then he ended up um, <clears throat> doing. He went to Bud Freeman's improv club while he was still in college and he saw this different side of comedy. Um, cause what he said in, in the, one of the interviews, cause he's, he, there's a pseudo documentary 
called Jerry before Seinfeld on Netflix. And it's like 60% of it is him doing a stand-up act. And then 40% of it is it'll cut back to him talking about his childhood, talking about how he grew up. So if you're in talking about how comedy works and how he writes jokes. So if you're all interested in Seinfeld or the comic process, I think that's a really good uh, show to watch. And it's also pretty damn funny. Um, but he talks about how, as a child, like every comedian shows up in a suit on a stage, they give their tight five, you know, and they all look nice. They're clean. Their hair's done. And all of a sudden he gets down to the improv and it's like fucking Andy Kaufman banging on a bongo drum. Right. And, you know, George Carlin in a T-shirt and jeans smoking a cigarette. And he's like, this is not what I thought comedy was capable of. And so all of a sudden he sees this totally different side to comedy yeah. in these small club, which ironically he turns into the ultimate I wear a suit and do a type right. five yeah, yeah. comedian. But he said that as a as a you know youngster just coming through college that kind of underground comedy scene in New York just appealed to him in ways that nothing else ever yeah. had. And at the same time, that's like, imagine they're at the gym, they're working out. You know what I mean? They're like, running, oh, for they're, sure. they're doing their shit. And then maybe if they actually got on Johnny Carson or fucking whatever it was going to be, right. They probably are going to show up with a well, suit. And, yeah. and, the, and the, and the fact of the matter is, is that where do you make more money at? You know what I mean? It's yeah. going to be, it's going to be the prime time. Right. You know what I mean? The guy in the suit, right. You know, doing sure. the tight five, you know? So he does a set um, an op- at an open mic night, um, and within a couple of years, uh, he's doing more open mic nights. He did one at Catch a Rising Star in New York City, and apparently some a talent scout was there, and he still was fairly new, and there was a talent scout who worked for Rodney Dangerfield, because at the time... Um, Rodney Dangerfield was like the biggest comic in the industry and he had a contract with HBO. So he had like every, I, I even remember this as a young, young kid, but there were always the Rodney Dangerfield comedy specials and he would find new and up and coming comedians. And then they would get a shot on HBO to do a couple of minutes. And they saw him in like, he hadn't even been doing it long and it was good enough to get on Rodney's HBO special. Um, And then from then on, he really started to build up steam like that really helped you get more solid gigs. So he's starting to to tour more, do more live shows. And I don't remember this at all, even though I remember this show. So in 1980, he got a recurring role on the sitcom Benson and he played a guy named Frankie, who was a delivery boy who constantly tried out comedy routines that no one wanted to hear. Looking Benson show. That's kind of funny. So he would show up and do bad comedy that no one wanted yeah. to hear. And he was it, he wasn't like a full time member of the cast, but it said he had a recurring. Like when they order pizza it. or some shit, he I would show up. I want to point some shit out though. I mean, I don't know how old he was. I don't know, nineteen fifty four, nineteen eighty. Fucking shit, man. This guy. Like, look at him right there. Mm-hmm. That's nineteen eighty. Mm-hmm. And then eighty. That's, that's nineteen eighty. That's on the show Benson. It says. Oh, that's Benson. Okay, that's on Benson. He's like got some fucking Tom Cruise, Keanu Reeves vampire. Mm-hmm. Well, he's he really does. Scientologist. Yeah, yeah, the motherfucker's not aging. Yeah. No, he's not aging. Some um, people don't though. Like, there's there's people that just 
look better as they're older. Sure. You know what I mean? Right. Like they just look, uh, they, they don't look, like they, they don't look younger. They look better. Past you know, Jack, like, they, like it's, a weird, it's a weird White. thing. And it's like, we're on the same show and you both don't age. Something's <laughs> up. Yeah. Right. Killing you, a, are you killing unicorns? What, what are you yeah. doing? I mean, I mean, I mean, vampires could very well be real. That's true. You know what I mean? Some I've never seen Pat Sajak in the daylight. That's true. That's true. Anywhere's a sunglasses at night. Yeah. No, that's not real vampires. No. Take your word for it. So he got fired um, and he didn't know he got fired until like he was pretty much on it regularly. And then he showed up for the table read um, for one week and he found out that he wasn't in the script and he was just done because apparently he had said something or done something that the producers didn't agree with. They fixed the And bridge. they just fucking <laughs> fixed yeah, the wrote him and, out. and yeah. wrote him out. Yeah. That's a fucking roundabout <clears throat> way. Like they don't want to tell you. Yeah. Your face, that's fucked you know? up. But at the same time, you're not under contract. Yeah. You know. But still, you showed up. You showed up. To, yeah. Time. Like, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, I mean, you could have yeah. fucking just told me not to show up. Don't you come next week. Dicks. Yeah. So in 1981. Now I look stupid in front of everybody. Yeah, exactly. In front of Robert Guillaume of all people. Yeah. Guillaume. <laughs> Julia, Julia. <laughs> um, so in 1981, he did stand up on an evening at the improv and that led to him getting the coveted appearance on The Tonight Show with Johnny Carson. And if you did stand-up and you got on Carson, <clears throat> your career was made. Like, every comedy club in America watched Carson. And even if yeah. no one heard of you, they were, like, from, like, oh, comedy club in Des Moines. Though. Let's book this guy. Yeah. So everybody's going to book you all over the nation, which is what immediately happened. And he just became... You know, a pretty pretty tight clad stand up. He started doing Letterman. Um, he really hit it off with Carson, so he did Carson multiple times. And then he's just, you know, he he gets his first uh, stand up special. Seems so long ago, but I mean, I know I'm getting old, but it's like that was on. Like I remember seeing. That. It was, I remember it in my childhood. It, it was always on. Ago. Yeah. But when you see people on, you're like, damn, they're on Carson. How long yeah. ago was that? Fuck, right. How old is this person? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Fucking Forty years yeah, ago. It oh, it's been like, a fucking while now since he went off the air. Yeah. Too, when did he go off know? the air? I'll look it up, but 1989 or fucking but when you, it, it immediately ages someone in your brain. If you heard they were on Carson, cause they're already an adult. If they're on Carson, most likely it's probably doing whatever. 90, doing. 90, 91, not Carson daily though. He looks crazy now. Have you seen him? Huh. Yeah, What's wrong with him? You know who else yeah. looks crazy? I saw a fucking, uh, you remember that, that, uh, fucking you're my butterfly sugar baby. Oh, whatever yeah, that, song? Yeah, yeah, yeah. that motherfucker was in a, there's that norms guitar, norms, rare guitars. There's like okay. an Instagram thing where like famous people come in there and they'll sit down and play like, Hey, this is a 67 strat or yeah. whatever. And they'll sit there and play that. He was on it. And he's like, Oh dude, I'm sad. Like he's uh-huh. like super, obviously was methed out for a long ass time. He looks like he's like 60 years old, oh, still right. dressing like he's 20. And he's singing yeah. that song. He's like, is this the guy that sing, sang that yeah. song? Cause it just sounds rough dude yeah. people were like trying to be nice and anyway yeah but it's like that dude was some like buff fucking tattooed up young guy and i'm like how yeah. did i like did well, we all age with him did he somehow pass us up 20 yeah. 20 something <clears throat> years ago and he was probably already 20 something like, right oh actually he's probably older than that yeah a lot yeah. of those guys are fucking in their 40s 1992 carson went off the 92 yeah. 92 yeah almost was almost was right and uh he talked about his comedic influences. He said that he was really uh, hit up by Abbott and Costello, um, something about their comedy. He really went off, and I happened, like, randomly, before we even knew Seinfeld was the topic, I, I was watching some YouTube video about George Carlin, and he was on it, and he was talking about George Carlin, and he said that, you know, he was talking about how George Carlin completely changed comedy forever, 
And he said that he was like the ultimate working man's comedian because he would get on stage and there was a, it's, it's a, it's kind of weird. It's like a weird thing about doing stand up. It's like, and I think we do it a little bit on the show. It's like, you need to be yourself, mm-hmm. but you're kind of yourself plus. Mm, yeah. You know what I mean? And yeah. he was like, cause Jerry Seinfeld is kind of like that. But then in his act, he's more yeah. of a Jerry Seinfeld character than yeah. he would really be. There's somewhat of a character involved. Yeah. You, you, you have a, you have a, a thing that you're doing, yeah, yeah. you know? Um, and he said that Carlin, what like, you know, he came off as this hippie counterculture, you know, everything about what he said and even his delivery made it sound like everything was spontaneous and he didn't care about order. And it was like, but when you met him and you saw his process of writing jokes, you just saw this meticulous genius, process yeah. that he did every day and how hard he worked and how hard he had to grind to get those sets built up. Um, and that he just made it seem flawless and, and whatever, but yeah. he just really went off on George Carlin. I um, saw the <clears> thing that they had said, he walked out of a, a building or something and saw construction workers sitting at their job on a construction site, eating lunch. And he had like an epiphany and he was like, <clears throat> Oh, like if I want this to work, I have to work. And he was like, those guys work 40 right, or 50 right, hours a week right. doing what they do. He's like, if I want to be a comedian, yeah, I need to thing. work 40 yeah. fucking hours a week trying to make it happen. Yeah. And he like right. buckled down and was like, okay, well, I have to spend this many days an hour writing and trying to refine this shit and watching old tapes of me and listening to this shit and watching other comedians. And, right. and he like put the fucking work in, which is crazy. A, you, you see it in people though. Like I had a, there's a guy I know and he's old now. He's like oh, fuck, almost 80 or something. But, um, he told stories that were just like, you didn't know if they were fucking real or not. Right. You know what right. I mean? Like his storytelling was just, right. it was just amazing. And then like, he would tell you a joke and you didn't know if he was telling you one of the stories right. until the punchline. You right. know what I mean? Yeah. Like, right. So like the, but he wasn't a, he wasn't a comedian. He wasn't a jokester. Like, I mean, he was just a, a normal guy. You yeah. know what I mean? That, that he was, I mean, you see that in people mm-hmm. like, and that's what I've always said. Like Brent can tell good stories. I'm not good at story. Even if I know the story, for whatever reason, I can't. The story's weird. Like it just never, never works. Doesn't you know what I mean? Like when I tell us, I can write a story. It's it's completely different. Sure, but the <laughs> but the yeah, telling it and saying it and speaking it. Um, even if I've written it down and I've like and I and I've you know and I've and I've fine tuned it and polished it. It, I don't sound natural doing it. Right. I guess you could learn. You yeah, know what I mean? Can you, could, you could learn how to do it, but mm-hmm. some people are just natural. For they have sure. that natural ability to talk and say whatever. And you're just like, you're, oh, that's, they're just telling a story. Right. You know what I mean? That's any comedian <clears throat> now. Like they, they're just, you wouldn't know that they sat down for yeah, you wouldn't know so the work. many hours know and the so work many. Yeah. In. It seems <clears throat> like they're just up there talking to you. Well, I and I didn't really know any of that until a lot of the work Seinfeld does, which we'll get to eventually, but he starts to kind of become a meta comedian and film him with other comedians talking about comedy. And like, that was really when I started to realize, well, wow, what's the one with the cab, the comedians on the car. Yeah. It's like that. Type but, of and there shit, were, there know, were right. other things that he did too, yeah. though. But you know, and even like he, he said like part of his writing process that I saw is he said that every single day he sets a certain amount of time aside to write jokes and he has a place in his house that he does it and he goes in there he has he doesn't have a computer he leaves his phone out 
and he has a yellow legal pad and a pen and he sits in a room for X amount of time. And he said, I might be in a foul mood and I don't write anything that day, but I'm not doing anything else in my writing time. I'm either doing nothing and staring well, at a yellow that's, pad that's or training, I'm writing. That's training your body and your mind to know that, hey, when I get in this room, it's writing time. But it's crazy that after 50 <laughs> years, he's still every day. Yeah. And he's like, and I don't write every day. But if I don't write, I just sit there until yeah. writing time. Because is done. that's the time. Because that's the time that I'm, yeah. I'm doing nothing else in this time yeah. block but write. There's yeah. a lot you of know. comedians that don't write stuff down, which is fucking crazy. They just yeah. like work it out in front of the mirror and then just go start telling fucking stories. True. You know? But they still go through that. They still go through that process. They still work it out. They're still going to try it out on audiences yeah. over and right. over again until they get it right. I watched yeah, it. Has a I was watching process, a thing on yeah. Netflix with him and he was uh, he was going back out on the road after having had Seinfeld. He's like, what am I yeah. doing out here? Why am I? And he's talking to these other comedians and it was funny because it was like, fuck, he's like the king, right? He's like super fucking comedian. He's been doing it for years. Right. And to see him struggle, like he was on stage and he was like trying to work a bit out, you know, and he fucking went off on a tangent for a second. And he was like, because, uh, my, because my point is, and he's like, yeah, he's fuck. Fucked, he yeah. walks over the yellow pad Sucked. and they start laughing. And they're like, he's like, ah, uh, he's like, look at, he's like, how did I get here? Yeah. Right. How did I get here? But, and then some lady and I was like, is this your first time? <laughs> you knew at this? He's yeah. like, and you could tell he was almost annoyed, like fucking shit, man. And then he gets off stage and they show him sitting at the table, talking to the comedians. He's like, you know what happened? He's like, he's like, I, I had some new, I made a fucking rookie mistake. He's like, I had some new shit that I was excited to put out. Cause I want to see how it went. Mm-hmm. He's like, you never do that. And the guy's like, yep, that's the great illusion. Mm-hmm. He's like, I'll get you every time. Right, you gotta, right, you gotta yeah. start out. You gotta let the audience know that you're the shit right away. Yeah. So you have confidence and then right. you can try out your new shit. Right. He's like, we got to spit out some other shit. Yeah. But man, I listen to Rogan so much and he's always talking about like Andrew Dice Clay. And there was like the fucking day comedy diet or whatever, where he does the fucking thing where he just, fu- no one laughs. He doesn't yeah. have anything. Oh, he goes on stage and talks yeah. about it and just fucking bombs and they record it and release it as an oh, album. Oh my God. Yeah. Like as a comedy album. So some like, you got to have fucking balls of steel. I was yeah. uncomfortable <clears throat> while he was like struggling. I was yeah. like, I was like, oh fuck man, this is uncomfortable. That's how I'm going to be when he did you, Like yeah. when, <laughs> like I'll never forget, like when Norm MacDonald did his roast. I fucking love him. Um, who was he roasting? Bob Saget? I think so. Yeah. yeah. And the the one on TV was shorter, like the one that's serialized, but when it was live and it was like a much longer show, I want to say it was like 11 minutes and he just told the worst fucking jokes and he had written all of them. Yeah. And they were so corny and so obvious and so fucking stupid and he delivered all of them as if they were gems. Yeah. And like the entire crowd was just they didn't know dead. What to do. Yeah. But every single comedian on stage is fucking crying. Because they understand right. how fucking funny and masterful yeah. this is. And it would just cut to the crowd and they're just like, uh, what's happening? And then yeah. he just keeps going and he keeps, yeah. and I'm like, the holy shit, what kind created. of balls? No, the, the, the going to the room every day and, and writing, um, that's one of the, like, if you look at that, like that and break that down, the, the writing, so he's going there to write every day, mm-hmm. but you're saying he doesn't write every day, right? Whether he feels like it or not, he goes in there. So the he he created, he created where when he goes into that room, that's what he's supposed to do, right? But the writing part isn't what he's really really what he put the work into. <clears throat> it was just getting into the room every day at the same time, right? You know, doing that thing. He put the work to do that, and you put yourself in a space 
to be creative. Right. And whether you are or not, you can't control that. But I'm not going to leave the space. But I'm not going to leave the space until this is this is the time for yeah. that thing. And 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 that's fucking hard to do. Fuck like yeah, that is, is a that is a really. I just had the space. Like I was just trying to do the yeah, shit no to get ready yeah. for the show today, and it was just like, hey, such and such is up here for you. Well, hey, you got to come back up here. I was like, Fuck yeah, and that's shit. a that's a good that's a good like lesson though, because like you think about people go to the gym, right? And you think like, well, if I go to the gym, I have to work out. Right. You don't have to. You just right. need to get there every day. That's true. Because the, the habit is getting there. Right. And then when you get there, you're like, well, I might as well fucking work out because right. I'm here. You know what I mean? So, but people will quit because they think they have to do something and they don't want to do that right. thing. So if they focused on getting there, you could actually accomplish that goal. For sure. Because that's fucking a long ass time to do the same fucking thing yep. over and over again. And he even talks about like the, in one of the things and I don't remember which one it was, he talks about this pop tart joke. Yeah. And he said that he's been working. It's not just a joke. It's what he would call a bit, which is multiple jokes about yeah. this topic. Right. Yeah. Um, but he's working on this pop tart bit. And he said, I haven't taken it to stage yet. Um, cause it's not right, but he's been writing he it for two there. years. That's funny. Two fucking years. He's been working on this pop tart bit that isn't there yet. He and then he kind of talks you through the joke. And then when he finally gets to the, what he finally discovered is the punchline. He's like, okay, no, that's the punchline. That's a great punchline. He, he gave up the joke on the thing. He told it. He gives up the, the final punchline yeah. of the joke. Yeah. Which I can't do justice right. to. Um, but he, and he even says like, you know, but it's like this sentence, like in, you know, within this bit, like, there's only one funny word in it. And I kind of want it to have maybe three funny words based on where it is in the bit. And I just don't know what else is funny that I can put in that. And it's like down. And he says, like, I count syllables, like some sentences. I'm like, there's too many syllables in that sentence. So it's not going to deliver. And it's like, that's the level, you know, and in that, in that Netflix special, at one point he's sitting in this in his childhood street just in the middle of the street and the enti- there's like a crane shot up above him and the entire fucking street is just covered of thousands of pages of yellow paper i saw that and it's like that those are his actual notes and he's like this is every word that i've ever said on stage and it's in all of these uh and i was trying to think i was like you think they really put the notes out there like was that like some they could generate some close-ups and they looked like they were real but it seems like that would have ruined all the notes because they're glued down or because you see the wind like flapping i was like even to falsely make that as a set would be Sure. Just to duplicate, like, this is how many pages I have. Let's just put that many yellow pages. Everybody in here just write some shit on a yellow (laughs) pad of paper and we're going (laughs) to stick it out here. Right. Let's do it. Yeah. But, um, so he ends up like becoming pretty big in stand up, and, um, he finally, uh, meets Larry David who, even though Seinfeld is the Seinfeld show, Larry David was the showrunner, um, from Curb Your Enthusiasm. And I don't uh, like that guy's name. I don't like that guy. Two I don't like his. I don't like his. I think he's. I don't, like, I don't like either of them. Yeah, I, I can't like watch Larry Curb Your Enthusiasm. I just. I don't, I don't know. I yeah. Um, I never got into like that it. show. I watched, I watched Somebody it. was saying it was good. I, I everybody a few loves it. I'm sure there's haters right now yeah. listening to this that think I'm tripping for not liking it. But it's, there's, yeah. there's something about the type of comedy that it uses. It's it's a type of comedy that's just like designed to make you 
more and more and more and more uncomfortable right. until the yeah. final punchline of uncomfortability happens. It's the same thing with yeah. Ju- Julia Louise Dreyfus in Veep. It's that same uncomfortable like buildup to the Isn't most it? uncomfortable. It's curbing your enthusiasm about yeah. watching the show. <laughs> <That's> true. <laughs> yeah. Um, Isn't the office like that though? Like, no, I, don't I mean, think there's so. funny stuff in it, but like, there's Dude, the office is nonstop funny. Every single fucking scene is funny. It's just constantly fucking funny. There's like not a part that's not I, great. I, I do agree with that. It's, it's just great. Show. It's constant great. Like every bit, you're like, that's quotable. That's fucking quotable. Next scene, quotable. Like it just feels. I don't know, man. The office makes me so fucking happy. Mm. I love. But, that I mean, show. I do, I do get what you're I'll saying. There are they it. they do a lot of yeah. like interplay with. Awkwardness between two characters and the camera happened to catch it, but it doesn't like the comedy, the DNA of the comedy isn't awkwardness. Yeah. You know what I mean? Which is what Larry David's Mm. is. And somehow I just think the cast, like Steve Carell is awkward. That's the, that's really the only awkward part. Like he's, it's he's what makes it awkward. I don't know. She's awkward. And the other guy's awkward. Yeah. With each other. uh, Pam. No, Jan is no Pam and Jim are awkward. Uh, He's awkward though. too. Jan is awkward sometimes, I guess, but it's because she's interacting with Steve. Right. No, the other guy. No, you're just throwing shit out there. No, I know what you're doing. Both. I'm trying to curb my enthusiasm right yeah. now. Yeah. So he said... Um, He's trying to get to the, the other guy. I don't know his name. Seinfeld says, I was actually eavesdropping on Larry David talking to another comedian, and I wasn't even in comedy yet, but he was leaning on my car in front of the improv on 9th Avenue and 44th Street, probably around 1975. This is the first time I ever saw him, but we didn't talk. But him and this other comedian were leaning on the fender and I knew they were real comedians and I was still just flirting with it. And like he started to kind of realize, oh, these are fucking legit. And he overheard them talking about the comedy, what they did that night. And it kind of opened up his eyes. And then a couple of years later, he finally was like on stage you know, at a club, met Larry David just in the club and they just instantly hit it off. And, um, at some point they, they were walking into like a convenience store or a liquor store or something. And he said that together they were like just riffing on items in the store. Right. And they knew that like fucking shit, this is a match made in heaven. Like they knew <laughs> right. the same shit. Like there just was the same kind of comedy. He's happening. Like, look and, at these green beans. See how yeah, green like, they are? Yeah, yeah exactly. These, <laughs> yeah, these are, these are salty. Yeah. And he's, he even said a quote was, we were both obsessed with the smallest possible issue. And that's what kind yeah. of let him kick it off. So they end this up. bag's wrinkly. <laughs> exactly. Have you yeah. noticed? What's with these wrinkly bags? Yeah. That's pretty good. <laughs> Who dropped this can? <laughs> it's got a crinkle in it. Um, that one's terrible. <laughs> I'm not, I can't. I can't do the high pitch. The fucking whiny. David Dean does a pretty good sign. Does he? It's pretty fucking good. So he and Larry David wrote a, a thing called the Seinfeld Chronicles, um, which was supposed to be a one-time special for NBC, like an hour and a half late night comedy one-off. And it was still the same kind of characters. You know, it was a fictional thing. It wasn't stand up and they pitched it to the network and the network liked it. And once they started to develop it more, the network realized they wanted it to become a pilot for a regular show and then it ended up and they had to change it because there was a TV show that just aired called the Marshall Chronicles. So they couldn't call it the Seinfeld Chronicles. So they renamed it Seinfeld and then launched the show. And Kramer's and it name did, wasn't Kramer. It was, it was like Kessler. Kessler. Yeah. yeah. And then the pilot Lorraine isn't there. 
Yeah, that was the waitress was yeah, going to be the waitress like the, was going to be the, yeah, the waitress at the coffee shop was going to be the love interest or whatever. But, but Elaine isn't even really a love interest. No. They date which I think on is and off a, though. They like the yeah. whole backstory is they used to date. And then they date And then again. for a minute in a couple of yeah. episodes I think they, they hook do up or something, but, yeah, yeah. but it just um, shows the weirdness. So, but I yeah. think that was a really good move on their part yeah. not to do the typical he said she said will they won't they yeah. Yeah. you know with with Jerry and Elaine it's just like no they're already done, you yeah. know. Yeah. Um but so they create it, and uh, by the third season, it was the most watched sitcom in America. Um, and uh, so you know, it starred Jerry Seinfeld, Julie Louise, uh, Julie Louise Dreyfus, who was mostly known for Saturday Night Live, uh, Michael Richards, who was big in comedy, and he was actually on the show Fridays, which was a like an eighties counterpoint yeah, to Saturday Night Ice Live. Cube. And he was actually, he was on, he was involved in the gig on Fridays where Andy Kaufman acted like he broke the scene and was pissed off and got in a fight with Michael Richards. Oh, yeah. And like only the producer, Michael Richards and Andy Kaufman knew this was going to happen. So the audience Captured and all the it. other actors are like, Oh, cause it was live. Right. Yeah. And Andy Kaufman just broke character and threw a fit. And like this show is bullshit and did all this stuff. He was <laughs> like, stop being a bitch, Craig. And then Chris yes. Tucker was like, you got to knock the fuck out. <laughs> That's exactly what yeah. happened. Yeah. I remember that show. Yeah. Um, and then Jason Alexander, who is actually like a super well-known Broadway actor. His character's hilarious. Like he had like huge acting chops more than any of them. Um, and he Remember even in shallow how he has a spray on hair and it has a fucking yeah. tail, <laughs> a little fucking nubby tail yes. thing. He pulls his pants down and show his ass and his little tail. So, um, oh, is he the little chubby guy? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. And, he, and he's like, he's, what movie, sweating. what movie is he pretend to be the fucking uh, veterinarian where he has to resuscitate the lamb? I don't know. Fucking, that one. The, the sheep. They're I don't fucking, know. You don't know. He yeah, talks in a funny accent. <laughs> Looking up. Fuck. I don't so know it becomes guy. billed as a show about nothing. <clears throat> and Larry David, like from day one, he said that he made sure that the cast and crew knew that this show has a no hugging, no learning motto. And he was like, any bit you do, anything that you write, anything that you film, these characters are never to reconcile with each other and they're never to learn anything. Like they're mm. supposed to be the same awful, yeah. narcissistic, yeah. self-centered yeah. person in the first episode as they will be on the last yeah. episode. They never There's learn nothing anything. sentimental. Yeah. Like that's the way it has to be. That's funny. And what I didn't know until I did this research, apparently in the very first pilot episode, the first conversation with George and Jerry is George noticing that Jerry's buttons aren't even on his shirt. They're not spaced the right way. O- OCD. And the yeah. final conversation that they have sitting in prison in the finale is George looking at Jerry and the having the, like this, like, I guess it's verbatim. Yeah. It's like the same exact conversation as if I think to it's say, not about spacing. It's about is, if you just went one button too high. Like oh, okay. You can't button the second Whatever the button, button yeah. issue is. That's yeah, one yeah. too much. Yeah, it's, like, it's, it's yeah. Like, yeah. But it was the very first thing in the opening and the very last thing in the finale to really say these characters have gone nowhere. Yeah. <laughs> like they have learned, <laughs> yeah, they nothing, have learned nothing, you know, throughout all these years. And, it's almost, uh, I mean, there's a lot of shows that have, have followed that same thing, like the good place or whatever it is, the, the, where they're, well, they're learning and changing though in the good place. Not really though. They fucking, I never keep, saw the end of it. Though, yeah. They so. keep doing the same shit. They keep doing the same shit. I'm just shit saying for like, like, yeah, but it's, I it's think, kind of a similar, you I know, think that like 
it's always sunny in Philadelphia yeah. is that times 10. Yeah, Those motherfuckers there, there, never a, were yeah, thing. And, and, and they, you know, a lot of people probably took that and said, like, that's yeah. a, that, yeah. this is how, because you know, I think oh, these motherfuckers can't learn because that's what keeps yeah. people hooked. And I think it's show. always sunny, like fucking does it times 10. Yeah. Like they're 10 times worse people. Yeah, they actually go backwards. His eyes are actually getting closer together. It's weird. Um, so, uh, and then at one point, Larry David said, a lot of people don't understand that Seinfeld is a really dark show. If you examine the premise, the terrible things happen to people. They lose jobs. Somebody breaks up with a stroke victim. Somebody's told they need a nose job. That's my comedic sensibility. Yeah. So he's like, this is a yeah. fucking, you know, um, but, uh, a lot of people hate it on the finale. Um, which people hate on most finales I've yeah, learned you don't want over my life. You don't want it to end. They just didn't like how it ended. The office. I fucking seriously fight back to tears every fucking time. During the finale. Yeah, I, feel like, like, I feel like the, I feel like the finale would almost be as hard to film as the first episode. Oh, for sure. You know what I mean? Cause the first episode, you don't know what's going on, but the finale, like how do you tie it together? How do, how we do tie you, all of how this, do you leave right. everybody satisfied? Right. You know, like that, that would be, that'd be really daunting. Yeah, that's tough. Um, but NBC offered to pay him $110 million to do a 10th season Hmm. and he refused it. And I even remember the ninth season, the, all of the other actors, it might've been the eighth season. I think the last couple of seasons, once they were just the biggest fucking show in history, NBC was like not really willing to pay the other three anywhere near what they were paying Seinfeld. Like they were getting pennies That's compared weird. to Seinfeld. No, they were getting 600,000 per episode when he was getting 1 million or something. But he insisted way. that he wasn't going to keep going on right. unless they boosted All got it. it. Yeah. But that but, might be when they got to 600,000. Yeah, I think so. I they, think they were getting a lot and less kind of, and he was like, you're giving me a million. I'm not going forward unless you give them more. And I think they moved up to 600,000. It's weird though. Cause like when you see them, you think equal. Kind of, yeah. you know what I mean? You don't sure. think of like Seinfeld being the star of that so much. I know that it's named after him, but when you see them, the characters are all very sure. Equipped. They have their own, they yeah. have their own, yeah, yeah, um, they have their own thing. So when yeah, you yeah. see the interview, though, there's definitely like some talk of like Jerry, like he's over here, he's this other thing because he was like a writer, a producer, a director. Yeah, I mean, he actor. and Larry David were like, yeah, like he running was running the show, it, yeah. you know. And then when Larry David actually quit at some point in time to go on to do Curb Your Enthusiasm, like uh, the last three seasons, I think Seinfeld did by himself mm, without yeah. Larry David. And that's why there's no stand-up comedy bits in the beginning of the show because he was actually having to write comedy to do those oh, bits right. pre-show. Um, they also said that the baseline's different on every single every episode. episode I was like, yeah. wow, that's fucking crazy. Because hmm. they because ha- it always opens with him I'm doing this. Yeah. Like, but it opens different. with him yeah. doing a stand-up bit, and the bass player knows what to sound like, but he's waiting for he's going to pause after this joke, and then yeah. I can go boop boop boop. So it's yeah. like it's different on every it's episode. Riffs. So huh. interesting. Um, and even like like uh, see, so yeah, he would have made five million dollars an episode for the final season. And he was like, no, I'm done. Like, yeah. I've, I've got plenty of millions of dollars. Yeah. And I think it also, like, he's he hasn't gone on to do any other acting. I mean, he did this show, obviously, but at his heart, he's a stand-up comedian. Yeah. He spoke he's to some like, references of, like, numerology, though, Beatles albums. He had a bunch of reasoning behind why nine seasons. It was like yeah, nine. Yeah, I saw like, some like that. Like, yeah. numerically, like, nine's the, the highest nine, number yeah. you get yeah. um, uh, before it goes to two digits Nine is the loneliest number. That's the song yeah, by the Beatles. Right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, the like German the Beatles, Beatles had nine yeah. albums or something yeah. and quit yeah. and left everyone wanting more. And yeah. he, he, had, he had lots of reasons. It was interesting. 
When the show ended, he gave the entire cast engraved Cartier watches. Oh, wow. That's a decent parting gift. Um, And then uh, before the final show, when they were doing the last take ever, they said that the four of them huddled up together. And Jerry said, for the rest of our lives, when anybody thinks of one of us, they will think of the four of us. And I can't think of any people that I would rather have that be true of. That is kind of true. Because if you think of Seinfeld, you think of You think of that entire thing. Exactly. That's exactly where you go. Yeah. You fucking um, see Kramer fucking walking, walking in, fucking, in Jerry. You know, yeah, <laughs> Jerry. You just know, they, shit my pants. They had yeah, to instruct the audience to not applaud too long and too loud for Kramer's entrance Kramer, because yeah. it became a distraction from yeah. the show. Yeah, yeah. Because they had to pause for their line. It's like, man, a sitcom's really only like fourteen minutes yeah. or something. Right. When With all get, the pauses when you take for the laughs. They're like, fuck. Yeah, yeah. and they're like, yeah. Fuck, yeah. Okay, Twenty-two minutes after commercials. Is that what it is? Yeah. So they had to like that. It was fucking it up. They were like losing actual content yeah. material because they'd have to wait. There's no way to cut it. Yeah. He comes in. They laugh, yeah. laugh, 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 laugh. You can't cut it. You it can't start talking cut. yet. They're like, yeah, Kramer, they're like, hey, hey, bro, yeah. like fucking. So they probably they yeah. probably also Calm had a light that yeah. said stop clapping. Yeah, but you know, people uh, just yeah. Right. Um, have you ever been to a live filming like a studio audience? What? No. Why, why are you looking at me like that? Like I'm supposed know, to know or something? Pause. I didn't. That was very weird. I was thinking. Oh. I was weird. Like, why are you, why are you like we went together. Why are you, together why are you coming at me? I don't know. You're like, Jesus Christ. We went together. I was like, did we go together or something? Have I was you? like running through Conan. I mean, I went to Conan and I went to, uh, that was like Herman's head or something. Mm. I saw too. No, I don't yeah. have, uh, I don't have, I don't, have, I don't, I don't have what you a, call time. I don't have a want to go to one of those. It's a weird, th- I've gone to tons of them. Yeah. It was fun. It was a cool experience, but it will steal your whole universal studios uh, day. Yeah. yeah like I, just, I was like, I sure, know. we'll do that. And they're like, yeah, it just takes this long. I was like, oh, this was our whole day. Like we went on only when two my, rides. It was like, yeah. like a million years ago when my sister wrote on Blossom, she was, I mean, she was friends with writers from all sorts of shows. So if I was, if I was going to LA to visit my sister, odds are we were going to a taping. Did you meet Amy Farrah Fowler? Tapings. That's Blossom's yes, name on. Did. You did? That's awesome. Yeah. And I went to the the best of it all was the a different world, the Cosby spinoff about right. college. They had they were doing an episode and my sister's sort of You met the hot side from piece. The <laughs> my sister's side piece of who I think she was cheating on with her now ex husband, um, was a writer on Different World. And he let us come to the episode that they were recording. And right afterwards, they were having the Christmas party, which was just super fucking cool. I mean, I'm in college and you're just yeah. on the floor. Like all everybody yeah. from the different Free world shit. is just hanging out. Um, it wasn't open to the public. So it was just the cast yeah. and crew and people who got was invited. It, is it? Who is it? It's, is it Jason Momoa or Lenny Kravitz or both? Actually, I think they were married the chick from the Cosby's, the older sister. I don't know. No, neither of them were there. But Sheila E. was there. She, yeah, I know the name, but I can't picture She was her, Prince's drummer. Yeah, yeah. And at one point I told her, and she did her own music, and I met her and told her that I thought her music was awesome. And um, she gave me a hug right. as we were leaving. And when she was giving me a hug, I realized this is Prince's jacket. 
Oh wow! Yeah, and I and when we got done with the hug, I was like, like, grabs it. I was like looking at the jacket, and she just kind of nodded, like, "Yep, that's Prince's jacket." And I was like, "That's as close as I will ever come." I hugged Prince's jacket. Yeah, that's fun. But um, no, it's an. I I recommend it as an experience. Going to see a live audience sitcom. There's not very many being filmed anymore. Most of them are like after the office everything changed it's usually like a set with multiple cameras but it's cool it's just a cool experience i think and it really shows you how fucking talented these actors are i mean they've had this script for two weeks right and last week they were recording another episode they're learning all this fucking shit and they have to film it live and they don't fuck up they just nail it they know to i'm saying this line while i walk to the fridge i pour myself a drink he says this i go through some changes yeah but it's like fuck every week dude week after week after week it's so impressive conan i did three times that was fun i wish i would have gone and seen conan before he went and it was just he didn't say he saw him he did him three times i did him three times Nice. Yeah, nice. Him up. That was also in the old Goonies soundstage. It was extra cool. So yeah, I'll give you that. That was. Yeah, that's where Backdraft was filmed too. I'm not mm-hmm. as excited that's about that. Better. No, no. Backdraft was a good movie. All right. Well, there you go. Backdraft and Conan. Yeah. Brad, check it out. Yeah. So and a couple of a couple of show factoids that I ran into. Um, one is the fake holiday festivus. Which people to this day now celebrate Still at Christmas. Um, it was actually a writer, Dan O'Keefe. He wrote that episode, and his family did it. Like he was like, "Oh, we could do what my family does." And they were yeah. like, "What's that?" And they said, "We have a holiday called Festivus." And they're like, "What are you talking about?" Yeah. He said, "Yeah, we have feats Only of one. strength. <laughs> we have, I don't remember that episode. We have the because they have feats of strength where they have to wrestle each other. They have the airing of grievances." And then there's something else I don't remember. And then did his family just make that up? Yeah. Yeah. His family just did that. And they would put a clock in a bag. No one was really sure what the clock in a bag meant. History before that. I don't know. I mean, everything starts somewhere, but (laughs) such a wild thing. Yeah. Just a wild. I think it was just his family. There's families that do weird shit. Weird shit. Yeah. My my family, oddly enough, on Mother's Day, we would um, all polish our shoes. That's weird. Yeah. It just had one year. I was like, my shoes are all fucking scuffed up. And it was Mother's Day. Yeah. And I polished my shoes. And my brother was like, oh, I should polish my shoes. And one of my sisters was like, oh, I should polish my shoes. And then like the next Mother's Day, um, I was coming over. My mom was like, bring your scuffed up shoes. And I did. And everybody showed up in multiple pairs of shoes. And we'd all sit there and polish our shoes on Mother's Day. That's weird. Like that just became a thing. I don't know if if it's Instagram or TikTok or fucking Facebook or one of those fucking things. But it's the the, uh, spin the bottle thing. Like they got eggs Uh lined up. And they fucking spin the bottle. And whoever it lands on has to run and grab the egg. And the people run. And fucking, they're just beating each other. Oh, like, nice. I was like, what the fuck? They did it with like a soccer ball and shit. Like, it was actually funny. Like, people are getting fucked up. So it was actually invented by Daniel O'Keefe um, as early as 1966 in his family, like, to combat Damn. the commercialization of Christmas or whatever. But also in 1982, Daniel O'Keefe wrote a book, uh, Stolen Lightning, the social theory of magic that deals with um, idiosyncratic uh, rituals. It says... Uh, Social sickness, and that's where a theme relevant to Festivus tradition. So, hmm. and then it was then Seinfeld. Oh, so then he wasn't a writer on Seinfeld. He was just a writer. This is it, said, writer. it said a writer, and I assume that that meant hmm. a writer on Seinfeld. So they just came across it and thought it was golden. That'll strike O'Keefe notes that the writers later wished they had named it the, the Festivus. 
Yeah, I'm not sure. Like, what yeah, the it sounds like there was. The, the writers found. But he that did book. invent it, though. Yeah, yeah it says the hearing of grievances, uh, yeah. feats of strength, labeling easily explainable Festivus miracles. That's funny. Um, the another little uh, apparently so the soup Nazi, which was a huge famous episode. Yeah, the actual, knows that one. it's based on an actual person in New York he was who pissed. He was said super pissed, yeah. and it fucking he banned Jerry. And I guess they, he was so pissed. They actually had a follow up episode written that they were going to write that showed they that he actually he was a Nazi. Yeah. Oh, whoa. Uh, so because he was so pissed off, they were like, we're not going to do that. Yeah, yeah. So, so, uh, David O'Keefe, it was his son, Dan O'Keefe, who brought it to the Seinfeld. Oh, so David O'Keefe came up with it, and his David, son David was a writer for yeah, Seinfeld. Oh, yeah. that's cool. So he did. Yeah, he's so known it was for creating Festivus okay. annual nice. uh, secular holiday. But then it said it became more widely known after his eldest son Dan O'Keefe featured it in December 1997 episode of uh, sitcom. Seinfeld. That's fucking awesome. Yeah. So Daniel O'Keefe. Yeah. And like a um, hundred years from now, people are gonna have no idea like what the fuck. <laughs> like, this is what we do. Festival. We wrestle and air our grievances. It sounds like a it's fucking like, Viking holiday. It's fantastic. Yeah. What's yeah. the the Four Christmases movie? Or the like, fucking where uh, it's uh, oh, what the fuck's his name? Uh, Vince Vaughn and fucking I think it's is it Reese Witherspoon or somebody? And they fucking go familiar. and the brothers fucking wrestle and shit. Like it's like Christmas time and they're fucking wrestling and they're, they fuck him up. And Vince Vaughn's not in anything anymore. He's fucking funny. I don't know what happened. Yeah, to him. It was fine. Did he fall off? Dodgeball was good. Yep. I don't know. Get some, uh, you, you said Reese Witherspoon on every single episode. Have I? Yeah. No. no. Yeah. I don't think so. If you used a Reese, uh, Reese Witherspoon, uh, could you get marmalade with that spoon? There we go. Done. Nah, I'd be short. <laughs> It was a stretch, but I'm not going yeah, to. No, I said to use it. I don't know if it happens. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, apparently in season three, uh, um, George wasn't just happened to not be in an episode. And uh, he apparently went up to Larry David and said, if you do that again, do it permanently. If you don't need me to be here every week, I'd just as soon go back home. Damn. Because he was all about being living in New York, yeah. being on Broadway. He's like, I'm giving up right. years and like serious acting moments to yeah. do this show. Before then, he wasn't even making a shitload of money you know yeah. what i mean he's like i could fucking be in new york if you're using me use me jerry's hardcore new york new, uh, new york fuck i can't that's my world war ii apparently i couldn't <laughs> say it um he had like some la mansion he's like this is a super expensive hotel room he's like i don't care about this house at all right this is not my home right and like they were interviewing him he's like in the house he's like i didn't put this couch in here like nothing like a decorator did this right right and he was just like i don't care about this place he's like i'd rather be in new york and they're like what would you do if you're in uh, New York right now. He's like, I don't know, order Chinese food and watch baseball. Right. Like, <laughs> you're a billionaire. You could totally do that if you want. Right. Yeah, you could do that there. Yeah. Why'd you buy the house for? Right. Because he has to be there for business and shit. Yeah, and yeah. They had a fucking hotel or something. Nice ass hotel. Yep. Fucking- I mean, it's a badass house. He can be left sure the fuck alone. Is, yeah. He doesn't like being around people. Like He also had a whole interview about that, about how uncomfortable he was actually being around people. They're like, you stand in front of huge audiences. He's like, yeah, but I know exactly what to say to them. I don't know what to say to these people. Right, exactly. He points into the other room, and these yeah, people are yeah. like awkwardly like, yeah. how's it going? And he's just they like, want to hear. They want to. They want me to make them laugh. Yeah. These people, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Like, I got to talk to them. I don't know what to say. He's yeah. like, I'm not in charge. Like, and I have to listen to them. I don't have to yeah. listen to the audience. I just say shit to right, them. Right. They're gonna try to say things to me, and I have but to. Be I have no idea listen. what to say back. Yeah, he's like, I don't want to do that. That's a fucking weirdo. Um, Superman is in every episode. What? 
There's an image of Superman in, in every, every episode. episode. It's wow. usually in his kitchen, like or on, on his fridge, fridge or something, yeah. or a comic sitting on the coffee table. But Superman is, the, is, he is a in fan every, of Superman. He's a huge fan of Superman. That's a cool little Easter egg. I did not know that. Um, and uh, for the entire nine seasons, uh, Kramer wore the exact same pair of Doc Martin boots. Really? Yeah. I don't remember him wearing boots. Yeah. Like he wore the same exact pair but of shoes. I don't, every I don't show episode. his feet. Probably often. not very often, no. but um, who's the guy from Jurassic Park? What's his name? It starts with a W or something. Oh, right? Winston Churchill. It is. I think it might yeah. be Winston. Yeah, it is Winston. <laughs> yeah, the guy who plays uh, Newman. Yeah, Newman. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. Have you seen that fucking Newman's Easter egg? own? How he's um, wearing like a chunks Hawaiian shirt in one of the Jurassic Parks, and then the next Jurassic Park or something, he's wearing the Mikey's raincoat. There's a bunch of Goonies things uh, that that guy's wearing through the Jurassic Park movie. He died in the first Jurassic Park movie. Or maybe it's all in that one movie. It's like oh. he's wearing a Hawaiian shirt. I'll find it. What's his name in Jurassic Park? What'd you say? I didn't. Say. Oh, you said, well, he said Winston, Winston he said Newman. Newman. That's his yeah, name. Winston Newman. Newman. So after the show, he moves back to New York. Um, he returns to stand up pretty much right away. And he the show ends in 98. He starts a tour again in 98. Um, he does a stand up special called I'm telling you for the last time. Um, and then he just, he does a bunch of gigs. They get him to kind of do some, uh, like award presentations at the Academy Awards, things like that. He plays himself on a couple of sitcoms. He played himself on 30 rock in an episode called Seinfeld vision. And 30 rock is fucking fantastic. By the way, 30 rock it's is such funny. fucking French. Right, yeah. Oh my God. There, that there it is. So it must all be in that first episode. He wears like all the characters. Oh, yeah, which one is funny. that? Oh, that guy. Yeah. yeah. They have like, and they're wearing... both Spielberg too, which is funny. Yeah. Yeah. No data though. Huh? I don't know. Um, really the only acting he's done since then was the B movie in 2007, hmm. which is a weird movie. What is it? The B movie. Oh, I don't know if I've Animated actually seen it. Oh, movie. the B movie. plays a B. Yeah. It's just, it's weird. It's a weird one. Yeah. It's not bad. I think I've I seen mean, it. I mean, Vaughn liked it's, it. He's yeah. watched it a couple of times. It's kind of funny. Then um, bees are pollinating flowers like way too much in it. There's like, yeah, it's just weird. He's even, yeah. even like a lot yeah, of people have said that, like yeah. it's a little too sexual and adult. <laughs> and, and, uh, and it was actually, there's a guy like super obscure, one of his writers who he co-wrote that movie with was named uh, Spike Firestein, and he actually had a late <laughs> night TV a show. Name. He had a late night TV show is on that, Fox. Is for that like a patron shout out? Like a like after Mad TV ended, yeah. um, his late night show came on, Spike and it was Firestone? fucking hysterical, dude. He was so funny, like it was such a no one's ever heard of it. I can't get but past the his show. Name. Sounds like he's about funny. to go against the American Gladiators. <laughs> yeah. The next opponent is Spike Firestein. Yeah. He's on Ninja yeah. Warrior. Yeah. He was he's an outdoorsman, an yeah. avid yeah. enthusiast, of reserve firefighter, yeah. <laughs> yeah. reserve firefighter from Oklahoma. <laughs> next Ninja Warrior. He yeah. couldn't be. Any farther from yeah. those descriptions. Yeah. See how strong his fingers are on this fingerboard. Maybe it's cross. just compensation. He was just like, I'm Maybe, not athletic yeah, at all. Yeah. I couldn't kick anyone's ass. I'll call myself Spike Firestein. So they did <laughs> They did somewhat of a Seinfeld reunion. This is the only part of... Sounds like of, a punk rock Jew. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. The only part of Curb Your Enthusiasm I actually ever watched was a in... Jewish Gremlin. 2009... <laughs> They did a Seinfeld reunion 
in which was kind of meta. So it was in they all show. in his show in the world of his show, they were filming a reunion of Seinfeld, mm. like a reunion one hour special. So it was several episodes kind of like an to, and it yeah. was all of them. All of them in were in show? it in Curb Your Enthusiasm. Curb Your Enthusiasm. Oh, okay. So they were in Curb Your Enthusiasm for several episodes because they were working with Larry David, who plays himself in Curb Your Enthusiasm. And they never actually release any footage of a, sh- of a they show. They actually filmed quite a bit of the reunion show. Right. And you see it in Curb Your Enthusiasm. Mm. But there's just all this drama. I feel like that's like half committal and- for the fact of like. What if it sucks? No, like I voted, think it's we got to be, the whole to be show, honest. Like, it was I think weird comedy. I think it it's fucking weird. brilliant. Yeah. It's like, we're never going to do a reunion, but we'll do a fake reunion on, on Larry's yeah. show. Well, it's like, like, almost like a teaser. Like a, well, it's a little bit of like the conversations that happen that we have before shows start a lot of times, like some ideas that we have. Right. Yeah, yeah. Right. It's a lot like but I just, I don't know. I think it's a great idea. I think it's great comedy. You know, it's like they don't have to deal with all the hoopla of putting a shit. They can do it. There's no pressure. Right. Like, we don't have to put this perfect Seinfeld episode together. We just need some really good Seinfeld bits that we can intersplice with what's going on. Like, it was like I remembered watching it. I need to to rewatch it. But it was it was it was very entertaining. No, that's Um, it's smart, too. It is safe, though. Because you get some super quotable thing. It's like, oh, that's funny. Fuck. I wish there was a whole thing for that. Right. (laughs) Right. So then he starts to kind of become what I would call like a meta comedian um, when in 2011 um, and anyone who likes stand up, I think you should go watch this. It's free on YouTube. It's originally from HBO, but he did a special called HBO on HBO called talking funny. And it's just him and Chris rock and Ricky Gervais and Louis CK sitting in a living room, just talking about comedy, how they write jokes, what makes something funny, what it's like on the road. And it's just this amazing, I mean, for the greats of fucking stand up comedy sitting in a room, just telling stories and busting each other's balls. It's really fucking good. And I think it's what led to comedians in cars getting coffee because mm. shortly thereafter he ends up doing comedians in the car, uh, comedians in cars getting coffee. Cause that started in, yeah, that HBO thing was in 2011 and then he did comedians in cars in 2012. Mm. Um, and I fucking love that show. I love comedians and cars far more than I love Seinfeld. Yeah. I've watched, but I love stand up comedy and I love the theory of it. And I love listening to a couple of like greats of stand up yeah. telling stories and about how they write jokes. It's just super fascinating to me for some reason. But I mean, everybody's been on it. Tina Fey, Dave Chappelle, Louis CK, Eddie Murphy, Steve Martin, Dave Letterman, Chris Rock, John Mulaney, Mel Brooks, Don Rickles, Ellen DeGeneres, Howard Stern, Jerry Lewis, the entire cast of Seinfeld, fucking Barack Obama. Um, that was a good episode, man. It was a really good I episode. I was trying to think about, like, not to get political on anything, but to try to have an episode with Trump or Biden or anyone, like... Well, they don't have the personality. Well, that was the thing. I couldn't do it. Obama had a personality. Seinfeld even said, like, he's a comedian. Like, the speeches he writes are funny. And he even said, like, the speeches he gives at the White House Correspondents' Dinner where they roast him, but you get a chance to get back up and give a speech. He was like, it's some of the funniest 
some of the funniest bits I've ever heard. Well, and the and timing what, is I mean, perfect. And ultimately, and it's what Obama got elected on. Like he won his charisma, his charisma, charisma, and, oh, charisma. And speaking, and yeah, I mean, he's almost aside, he's he's, he's almost the Rock esque. Yeah, you know what yes, I mean. And that yeah. and that's where yeah, like, you can had, relate him. And the the Rock is kind of like a, he's funny. He's charismatic. He just has that very remember, very uh, yeah very dominant uh-huh. speaking. There was a thing he filmed. I don't remember what it was for. Maybe it was like SNL or something. But he was like, you remember that? Thanks, Obama. Like, no matter what it yeah. was, it was like, thanks, Obama. <laughs> yeah. And he like he got like a glass of milk or something. He went over and grabbed a cookie, and he's like, clunk, and it wouldn't go in the glass. He's just all, thanks, Obama. <laughs> I yeah. remember it was like that. his own fault. <laughs> yeah. Um, but uh, I would say out of all of them, even though he got canceled, the Louis C.K. episode of Comedians in Cars is one of the funniest things I've ever fucking yeah, seen. Louis C.K. is I haven't seen He that tells one, this story of him getting lost at sea in a yacht. It's fucking great. And they actually animate it. Like the story is that's, so, that's it's a, so I love good. when that kind of shit happens. It's, it's all those so animations good. of stories are super cool. Um, and for personal reasons, the Norm McDonald episode is epic. Yeah. And most notably, and I've transcribed it, they're sitting in a diner and they get their coffee, they get their food and then Jerry Seinfeld takes a bite of his food because they're really just eating and filming yeah. each other talk. And uh, at the end of the table are two bottles of El Yucateco hot sauce right in frame. Oh, I kind of remember this. Yeah. And he takes a bite and Jerry says, this sauce is so hot. And Norm says, do you like hot things? <clears throat> and Jerry says, I do. But this is unbelievably hot. And Norm says, I got to try it. And Jerry says, do you like hot sauce? Norm says, no, I hate it, but you got to try new things in life. And Jerry says, no, you don't. (laughs) It's just perfect, Jerry. And then Norm says, yeah, you're right. And then he takes a bite and he says, son of a gun, that's hotter than a $2 pistol. That's a good little little techo. That is so good. Just off the top of your head. I'm going to try to find that. That's hotter than a $2 pistol. Cut it and then just fade it out to Elliot Kateko. It's fucking great, dude. I remember watching it live and I was like, oh my God. That's That's so good. (laughs) I can remember that. Yeah. I won't, but but (laughs) I'm going to write it on this piece of paper. It's going to get left here. And every so often it shows up in the feed. Like every so often somebody who's, who's just watching it will like take a screen cap and post it. And I always appreciate it. But yeah, I remember watching that happen live because Norm Macdonald is funny. He is funny. He's a funny motherfucker. Um, his roast, like when he roasts people, they're fucking great. That's like so his, good. his That's so good. Not the not the one where he's not making you know not making any yeah, sense, yeah. but the, like some of his fucking roasts. Yeah. All those roasts are just brutal. yeah. There's fucking people that you roast. don't think are funnier. No, oh, Justin yeah. Bieber and shit yeah. will be destroying someone. Yeah, like, fuck, this is funny. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, some but of they also yeah. There's a too, the, half of the comedians that are usually on the roast are also writing, writing the for roasts yeah. for them. But the comedians that themselves though they're just playing. Yeah, I don't remember who that was. That one where like so Shaq's here and they're talking about Shaq, blah, blah, blah. And they're like, oh, Shaq brought his dick. And it's like, it's Kevin Hart. Kevin Hart. <laughs> See, you brought your dick with you today, Shaq. Or something like that. I was that's like, hilarious. fuck, that's hilarious. So, um, <laughs> fucking, he's talking still, about Martha Stewart banging on the black guy. Yeah, yeah that, that Martha Stewart yeah. roast is fucking oh, hilarious. Yeah. Fucking Snoop Dogg's hilarious. Yeah, he is fucking Motherfucker's funny. So he keeps doing shows. He recently released one on Netflix again he's got to deal with Netflix to keep doing stand up um i was trying to find like some controversy about him or some negative shit about him the three things that i found he's pretty were, clean like yeah yeah he's pretty clean a lot of people a lot of journalists um don't like him 
because he gets really snippy when he gets interviewed. They basically, they say that if they, which I guess is on them, the journalists, if they ask him a question that he doesn't like, he just gets fucking shitty to him. Well, cause you got to think about this. He is a billionaire. He's doing comedy because he loves it and he has no need for exposure. Right. He doesn't need you at right. all. Yeah. So and if you're trying to be it, clever it's, it's, and it's like a courtesy it. that he's even talking <laughs> yes. to you, honestly, yes, yeah. that's probably how don't, he views don't it. ask yeah. him the bullshit. Don't question. ask me the yeah. same fucking shit. I've or try to be clever yeah. or yeah. try to outwit me or yeah, he's just yeah. at like, a level of, to be honest, like wit and intelligence and in a position in life and the planet that it's just like, He's a he's. I mean, it I sounds bad. You. He's like above it. He's he like kind of is out of the and he muck doesn't of it. give interviews very often. Yeah, that's what I'm either. saying. There's no need well, for it's him the, to it's do the it. Same thing he's as like I have. I have it. a bunch of money and I don't have to wait in fucking line. He doesn't. Right. You know what I mean? Like like right. you're, you're making me wait in line here. I don't. Why he am I waiting in line? He doesn't need the notoriety. Yeah. He doesn't nope. need. He just doesn't need it. And if he's doing it, it's like he's doing it to be nice, right? And so don't be a dick. Yeah, basically. Yeah, like so the other, but the other two things were when he was 38. And he was doing the show, I believe. He raped start, five women. He started seeing a seventeen-year-old, and apparently, they they both make the claim that they didn't officially start dating romantically until she turned eighteen. He was just seeing her at that point. Right. Like, I see yeah. you. Right. I see yeah. you, girl. I see you on your birthday. And they were That's together. <laughs> they were together for four years, and then she uh, left him for someone she met at college. And his wife of 20 years that he has three kids with was kind of shady because they met three weeks after her marriage. Mm, yeah, sure. <laughs> to her ex-husband, to her now ex-husband, mm. like three, I'm sorry, three weeks after they got back from their honeymoon, she mm. met Jerry Seinfeld and almost immediately divorced her husband and started dating jerry seinfeld and they've been I mean, married since yeah I mean, they have three kids i mean that's they, that's you know that, that is what she it dropped is that's really not that, yeah she <laughs> got, yeah yeah i mean yeah can you blame her I nope mean, but, <laughs> i cannot it's like i guess like what um, life do i want to live struggle or and he's got life? a he and his wife have a, a foundation called the 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 good plus foundation and he's personally donated $42 million to it. And it's specifically for like, uh, um, single mothers, early childhood for poor families and, um, what they call engaging fathers. So if you're poor and struggling, but you're doing your best to be a good parent, then yeah. this foundation gives you <laughs> some, some finances. So, but yeah, rich it's as weird fuck. to me for anyone to go like, once you got that, you got billions. Like, how do you fuck up? You just get weird. You know, like so many people do fuck up at that. Like, you find right. like, some controversy, some scandal. And you're like, man, you fucking had it all. All you had to do is fucking. I think it's because at the end of the day, maybe you can't socialize with people on a normal you can. basis. You, you, you can't can. meet people. You, can. you can only date other stars. And I, like, I, What's crazy is like the, like our sense of morality or our sense of like life is mm -hmm. completely different than if you're on another level. You know yeah. what I mean? Like it, you're, you're, you have to be careful of who you hang out with. You know yeah. what I mean? Like right. there, there's a bunch of weird shit that goes gets, along with having money. Yeah. He gets adrenaline shots fame. from babies on Monday. You know? Yeah. So. It's why most celebrities 
are either dating celebrities, their high school yeah. sweetheart. Yeah, right. true, true. Or that. before anything yeah. broke, or somebody or other rich. celebrities. Yeah, because it's like I rich. know you already understand my life. Yes. You're not going to trip because I'm going to be gone filming for six months. You or, don't want my yeah. money. You love me before. You're not. You're not coming after me so you can get famous because yeah. you're already famous. Yeah. Like I can trust you because of those. Yeah. Factors. You know yeah. Because I mean? anybody else, you don't know. If they're being genuine, right. you, I mean, somebody can come in and take everything you have. You know what I mean? People, yeah. are, people yeah. are malicious, you know? So I don't blame them, you know? No, I don't like, either. And I will a, say... But it, it's a shitty... That's a shitty thing. It's a shitty you know place what I mean? to like, be. You can't yeah. just go and meet somebody no. somewhere and be like, oh, we could be buddies. Nope. Like, oh, you're cool. You have the same interests as me. Right. It's like, I could talk to you right now, but I will never fucking talk to you again because... Right. you know, I, I don't mean? know like, if you really have this yeah. interest in me or if you Was just researched it yeah. <laughs> because you thought you might meet me. Yeah. So it's, it's you know? crazy. Yeah. That's yeah. a whole different... I mean, the thought of that. You know what I mean? That's mm-hmm. just fucking crazy. And there's also if 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 you love Seinfeld, I also recommend hitting YouTube and looking a lot. Just look at Seinfeld Fallon because almost any time he goes on Fallon, he's yeah. funny as fuck. He and Fallon just have a great chemistry. They do some really funny, stupid bits with each other. Um, they did one thing and just I mean, Fallon has an incredible Seinfeld impression and even Seinfeld loves Fallon Seinfeld yeah. impression, but they have like, one. I, th- I actually think Seinfeld's yeah, funny. They yeah. have a bit that's called like the wheel of comedy or something. And they have a bunch of bits that Seinfeld wrote, but never used in his acts. And they have them all on cue cards and they have a randomizer. They it's like Star it, Wars. Yeah. And then they have them on cue cards. And then he's doing Jerry Seinfeld reading a Seinfeld bit or Seinfeld gets up and does the bit. And it's like, these are bits that were never in his specials. And as soon as it says the star Wars bit, you just see Jerry go, Oh no, that's a good bit. Like he remembers this shit. He wrote 15 years ago that he never put in a special. This is going to be bad. And it's like, and it's really funny to watch him deliver these jokes and then watch uh, Fallon deliver the jokes. And you're like, no, that was a good bit. And they both fucking nailed. It, you know it's it's really cool but yeah he's a he's a great comedy writer i think he's one of those comedians that makes you think there wasn't a lot of work that went yeah. into this material well he's um, kind of bland i mean he's kind of a yeah. he's kind of just a dry yeah. he's a dry guy he doesn't you know? bring a huge person out like chris rock yeah. is like mad at the world yeah. and stomping around on stage and it's like no he's just this sort yeah of that's mellow, what seinfeld yeah. talked about in the interview he said he's like i'm not like a big personality like that he's like like robin williams he's like yes. that's a guy he's like right. i'm not that guy right. like i'm yeah. not at all and he just he, that held him back in his mind because he thought he had to be that to be yeah. anything beyond or Carlin. Just or, yeah, well, and that's what I was saying. He, he ended up being the, the suit tie guy because like, that's what he was. Sure, you know what I mean? Like he sure. just ended up being that because that's where the money's at. That's where his personality was. Right. He wasn't the crazy eccentric guy, you right. know? So you can't be something you're not yeah. because people see past it. You're just you. And then that portrays into your comedy, you know? Yeah. So that's exactly what he is. I don't, I mean, I don't particularly like Seinfeld's not my style of comic that I like. I agree. I know he's funny. I know he's I talented. Agree. He's just not like, if I was going to go watch somebody live, I'm not like not, cheering up. Yeah. Oh my yeah, God. That was so yeah. funny. I can't believe it. But, but it's like, like, Oh, that's funny. When There's I watch obvious observation stuff that he and, does. And because you know. of Seinfeld, when I watch Seinfeld, I'm even more impressed by him, even though he's not to me, he doesn't hit my comic buttons. 
But when I see how his jokes unfold, yeah. I'm like, that was fucking masterful. It's masterful. Yeah. Like that was a, a great a joke. Yeah. Like I, that doesn't hit my sense of humor, but that was fucking fan. Yeah. That was a fantastic. You know, joke. it's funny is cause I, I listened to like Tom Segura or fucking uh, Joe Rogan or, yeah. you know, Theo Louis Vaughn, CK or whatever, all, all yeah. these people. And like, when you hear them on a podcast, I like them as a podcaster. Like, and sometimes I'm like, when I hear their comedy, I'm like, not that the comedy is bad. I know it's funny. Yeah. Right. I just, I don't know. I prefer the conversational you version of you them. Don't, you don't like the, the it's comedy the shtick, as much. I yeah. think it's that I know yeah. that the show's there, that they're putting it yeah. on, and it's written, and it's like happening. Some of it's fucking hilarious. Yeah. So there's some great stuff. <clears throat> Have you seen the fucking the Mexican comedian guy? There's a clip that rolls around about how, why Chewbacca's Mexican. Yeah. That's fucking oh, yeah. shit. That was, yeah. that made me fucking laugh. Yeah, there's a bunch of funny motherfuckers out there. And, <laughs> and then he actually says R2-D2 is, and he does that crazy I think I think, too, though, like comedians that, that say some shit that you can relate with, for like sure. fucking like they got they're talking about having kids or they're talking you know what i mean you ever watch like, yeah, you ever watch that little motherfucker you know like and you're just like okay theo vaughn yeah yeah do you ever watch just like look up tonight like if you got fucking 10 minutes I won't. theo vaughn <laughs> makes joe rogan laugh though okay. it's like every fucking clip and it tells a story about leaving his locking himself out of his apartment when oh, he's yeah, high told us about and he leaves the yeah, 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 that yeah. fucking story dude yeah. oh that shit. He's got a whole little run of it. It's like every time he made Joe Rogan crack up, he's such an odd guy, man. Yeah. His, like his, they're all weird. They're yeah, all but fucking. he's a special kind of fucking weird, man. He just says the craziest shit that's just so, like, I don't know, man. Like, he's, he says it's so funny, but it's just yeah. so different. Yeah. It's unpredictable. Like, it's just nothing normal people would think to say. Yeah. There's some, too, like, there's, there's comedians that have podcasts. And when they're on other people's podcasts, they're fucking hilarious. They and then you listen to their podcast and you're like, mm, it's like the, it's not funny, the right? comedian Nikki Glazer. She does a lot of the roasts. I know who it is. Yeah. She's, she's really funny on the roasts, like her stand up specials. I just don't laugh at. But when she's on Conan, yeah. she's one of the funniest people on fucking earth. Yeah. The shit that she says. Oh my God. Conan. She I always forget about Conan. For at some one point, she just. <laughs> said to Conan when she's talking about her vagina, she said, yeah, it's just not attractive. Men won't be attracted to my, to my vagina. And Conan's like uncomfortable and like, why? And she said, because it looks like a hastily packed suitcase. Oh yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I have a problem with that because women, man, women comedians, I'm not all of them. But it is a definite, like, major reoccurring theme that they fucking just hypersexualize their yeah, dude. Yeah, for sure. And talk about, like, they're a whore, they fucking suck 37 dicks, and yeah. their pussy looks like No, this. it is a very common. Well, and that's, what, that, that's why men can't relate to women comics as well. Right. You know what I mean? Women probably can't. Guys aren't constantly talking about their fucking dick. No. You know? No. Looking like a bald man. But I think, I think you also have to know yeah, your audience. I mean, I think a, a black comedian is going to be predominantly doing black shows for black yeah. audiences talking for about black jokes. funny white people. And I think, a, I think a female comedian is, is probably really trying to connect to the female. It's like, Maybe I, I can't connect is. like a white male is going to connect. Yeah, she can't. I, yeah, I have, no, this, is, yeah. this is the yeah, angle yeah. where I can really strike a chord with some people. But Angela Johnson chick, I mean, she is talking about women's stuff. She talks about getting her nails done at fucking ever watch that Mm-mm. angela johnson tells stories about getting her nails done at the vietnamese nail salons <laughs> and her impression is so fucking good dude talk about like their fingernails she's like oh, i think it might be crooked she's like, all finger, your finger will go like that like she says <laughs> their fingers like and how they upsell them she's like, you want crystal jail yeah. crystal jail only six more dollars and she does it and fucking oh man angela johnson's fingernail routine i don't even know fucking angela hilarious look. it's funny she's been yeah. at the fox a couple times it's the same thing as female rappers you know what sure. i mean like there are some that don't sexualize shit and then they're 
there's some that's like right. You're just like wet ass mm. pussy. Yeah, and you're just like right. mm. fuck. Like yeah, I'm just that I'm guy. Not, I'm not there was a guy that fucking uh, did that bit. It was a stand up comedian. He was talking about some song from the fifties. It's baby, it's cold outside. Have you seen that? Mm-hmm. He talks about that they said that it was rapey and like misogynistic, and they canceled that fucking song and like pulled it off of shit. And it was a big thing in the media. It's from like the fucking fifties. Mm-hmm. Baby, it's cold outside. And then like, yeah. he's like, "I'm gonna read the lyrics to this." And it's like, "Baby, it's cold outside." Like, "Baby, there's a fire or something. Let's go sit down and have a drink." Baby, it's cold outside. I want to like hold you. Something, something, something. Baby, yeah. it's cold outside. He goes through this whole fucking thing. He's like, "Now I'm gonna show you the number one song on the fucking R&B charts right now. It's called." wet ass pussy <laughs> and he fucking reads it and it's like my wet ass pussy he's like you want to get some of this wet ass pussy that like, like what fucking drips on your uh, face he just yeah. reads the whole fucking and he's like what in the fuck is wrong with us yeah he's like you're gonna cancel some 1950s song about a guy yeah. that wants to sit by the fire with his girlfriend your wet ass pussy's yeah. fine and the fucking and the sweat dripping off yeah. my balls yeah. Yeah. this shit's yeah. been going on forever yeah, yeah. And, fu- and what's that that fucking russian song that's fucking like it's real provocative too. Right like, yeah, it's like a. It, uh, there was like a mom that went on that was Russian or some shit, and it was like, "Don't let your kids listen to this." And she was like, um, "Is it in translate, Russian?" Though? It's in Russian oh, or, yeah. or some shit, mm. and we she's translating know. what it is, and it's like fucking. I'm gonna fuck your face and fucking you know all right. this shit, and you're right. just like, wow, like Jesus, yeah. But it's like it it can play on the radio because we don't know it's fucking right. porn, you right. know? Yeah. Mm. So I was like, God, well, that's that. That's Seinfeld. Yep. Yeah. All right. Uh, we are part of the Podbelly Podcast Network. You can go to podbelly.com. Some wet-ass comedy over Some wet-ass comedy over here. Dripping all on your face. Check out cool podcasts like Hillbilly Horror Stories and Ectoplasm Podcast. Um, haven't talked to Jason in quite some time. I think he's still doing that podcast, Ectoplasm. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I haven't I talked know. to him. I think so. Yeah. Go check them out. Um, also, check out Super Garbage Day Podcast by yes. Brian Ross. Yeah. Funny guy. Handsome guy. I've got lots of compliments for him. He needs to just come to town, even if he doesn't film with us for that thing. Well, we just gotta I, set. We need to. We him. need to figure out a date that we yeah. can do, mm-hmm. and then we'll you're the producer. Who's you're in be charge here. of it. You're the producer and the director. Yeah. Well, we gotta write. We you're gotta. I don't want to. Okay. All right. Yeah. Well, I gotta get some feedback. We need feedback. No, I definitely have like funny ideas. Like yeah. I just don't know like when we just gotta do it. Yeah. We gotta sit down and write. We gotta write. Right. We gotta write down some ideas. We need a yellow pad of paper. That's yes. where we start. Yeah. We start at Rite Aid. No, we gotta get there first. We gotta get together. We, with our pad of paper, though, sure. got to get the right aid. Yeah. Get the pad of paper. Yeah. I'll get don't a three, need to go to right three I got a stack of yellow pads. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. he's yeah. got them. So this is where I'm eating. Here, yeah. I don't drive all the way over here. We're already here anyway. What are you talking about? Okay. Where would we all meet? Right. Your house. Know. He's got to bring know. the pads. Hey, this guy I won't leave. This guy won't pads. leave. He said he'll leave. <laughs> he said he'll leave. He's got to leave. He said he'll leave. He said he has a leave. Yeah, back surgery. So check out podbelly.com. And a heat pad. Yeah. I don't pad. know what, what you mean? thought I was talking yeah, about. Yeah, yellow heat pad and some leave. Yeah. Check out Super Garbage Day podcast if you're into retro gaming. Um, also check out El Yucateco um, at shopelyucateco.com. Um, if you can't find it in your area, you can definitely buy it on the internet and the big brown truck will just bring it to you. Or the mailman through rain, sleet, or snow. Yeah, true. They love doing that shit. They like being out in the weather. That's why they got that yeah. job. Mailman's a crazy job. My mailman has 720 stops. Downtown. Jesus Christ. Fucking crazy. <clears throat> 720 stops. That's a lot. How do you know that? Because I asked him. I was like, how many fucking stops you got? And he was like, 720. I was like, damn. And he's got like key ring where it's like, how the fuck do you know which keys those are? Like yeah, he's got man. a key ring that goes to like, our old mm-hmm. mailman had a key to fucking CJ's apartment. So he yeah. could just throw a package on his couch when he was over there or he'd bring it to our shop yeah. either or. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like mailman's a crazy job. 
You got dog biscuits in your pocket and shit because you know that golden retriever is going to try to get your ass? I got dog biscuits in my pocket right now. Golden retriever is the meanest motherfucker. They have the highest bite rate. They are. They might have the most fatal. Like pit bulls probably fuck you up more, but the golden retriever is the the most dangerous dog. Yeah, they bite you. It's the truth. Okay. The only dog I've ever been bitten by (laughs) going into a backyard is a fucking Rottweiler. Yeah, those motherfuckers. You can't look them in the eye. That's the trick. No, they have, you got to look them in the butt. Eye. No, if you look them in the eye, they fucking get crazy. That's a, like a trait. Yeah. You can't look them in the eye. No, I was like, I put my hand over a wall one time, and the motherfucker jumped up and bit my fucking finger. I was like, <laughs> you, you bl- motherfucker. You yeah. Oh, yeah. I bit right through my glove, motherfucker. Oh, shit. Yeah, and then, yeah, they're the only ones. I've been bit like three times by Rottweilers. Fucking, I got bit by a Doberman. But I have a Rottweiler, but. When boy, I was little, she's a I, I, like, I didn't know any better. I was like four or something, and I stepped on the dog like Boxers or something. Too. And it tried to bite my ass, and my dad knocked yeah. it the fuck out. Uh, that's, he, that's not the dog's he, fault. He, like, running punched it. Yeah. Well, because it was, like, on top of me trying to uh, eat my fucking face. That's like, what you get. Yeah. You got to save your I'm baby. never going to do that again. I know I didn't. Neither did that dog. <laughs> <laughs> um, but check it out. Go get some hot sauce. If you see it in the wild, take a picture, post it on them internet, and tag um, El Yucateco and tag us as well. Um, we will try to reward you for such. Um, we give away T-shirts and hats and uh, koozies and Banny packs and all kinds of crazy shit. And so does El Yucateco. Keep an eye out on their social media. Go over there and like and uh, leave genuine comments on their social media. Um, that is a value to them, especially when it's highly leaned towards us because I love that shit. When you see like all the comments and you can tell like, I know who that is. I know who that mm-hmm. is. That's us. We bring it. We bring the crew. We didn't do it. You know who did it though. Who did? I don't know. We brought it. We didn't bring no, it. I'm saying we yeah. didn't do it. They did it. Technically, but you know who it, it is. Yeah. Indirectly, we did it. Elgateco.com. Shop Elgateco.com. We check that out. Um, also check out uh, Print Dirt Cheap. You can go to PrintDirtCheap.com to get stickers and/or printed goods. Um, we do have some stickers on the way. I've been told. So as soon as I get them, um, I will put them into little padded envelopes and I will send them out to all you fuckers. They will be coming in your mailbox. So uh, when you get those, print, uh, post them and tag us. Um, also check out Two Day Banners. That's the number Two Day Banners.com. If you need a banner for your business or sports team or for whatever reason. Just uh, put in your neighbor's yard and piss them off. That'd be a fun one. Just start doing that. Mm. Put it in your neighbor's yard and piss them off. Um, but you can get it in 48 hours, and you can do that at twodaybanners.com. Also, check out Jimmy D's Tees across social media. If you need uh, silkscreen goods, uh, he does that. He also sells his own wares um, over there, so go check that out. And you can get um, some of the stuff he made for us at sofakingpodcast.com forward slash shop. And uh, also, there's an alternate site, www.com. Yes. Um, check that out. It'll get you there just as fast. And then check out Mindframe Podcast across social media. And as always, we'd like to mention a couple of our patrons, um, including, you guys remember her, Desiree Henson. Now she back. She back. She might, have been, she might be gone again. Maybe. Yeah. The, the problem is, that list is just because her name is Henson. She thinks that she has the right to walk around and stick her hands at people's asses. Yeah, and try like to muppet him. She calls it, yeah. I, you just got muppeted. Yeah. You got Henson. And you're like, easy. Yeah. Yeah. That's Watch what it. they say, easy. Easy. Yeah. Somebody yeah. sticks their hands up your ass, is yeah. what you say? Easy. Yeah. Whoa. Yeah. yeah. You whoa. can do it, but easy. Easy. You yeah. said, whoa, Henson, watch the hands, son. Exactly. Yeah, it's a lot. Small hands, though. Yeah. Yeah, real small. Smaller than a raccoon. Mm-hmm. I heard a raccoon can fit through a four-inch <laughs> hole. 
And the human anus can stretch to seven inches. I can't go on. You can almost get two, <laughs> almost two raccoons I, in your butt. I can't go on. If you're on Reddit, go to r <laughs> forward slash Suffolk Podcast. Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Suffolk Podcast. Personal Instagrams, I'm at Wizard Wolf. So you have Suffolk Britain, Suffolk Dave. And on that note, don't be a retarded. <laughs>